and uninsured motorist people are being caught six and seven times getting a five month ban and caught again their car should be seized and that at least would be a real deterrent in relation to what's happening at the moment and this is in relation to the situation with regards to the Motor Insurance Bureau of Ireland and the realisation uh, not the realisation, the figures which have come through and this will be discussed at a Oireachtas Committee meeting in more detail a little bit later on today but Ireland may have the highest level of uninsured vehicles in the EU. The MIBI, a non-profit body established to compensate victims of road accidents caused by uninsured and unidentified vehicles will speak about the problem at today's Joint Directors Committee on Transport and Communications. Ireland has four times the average EU level of uninsured vehicles and three times the rate of our nearest neighbours, the United Kingdom. Recent research shows that one in every 12 private vehicles on Irish roads is uninsured. In 2022, almost 180,000 private vehicles... 188,000 private vehicles were being driven without insurance. This represents an increase of 13,626 uninsured vehicles over the 2021 figures. The MIBI has also undertaken an analysis of the level of uninsured driving across the EU, the European Economic Area, as well as the UK and Switzerland. The most recent European data comes from 2021 when Ireland recorded a level of 7.8% uninsured vehicles. It was the second highest level in the EU at the time, behind only Greece. However, the updated figures for Ireland show in 2022 the level of uninsured driving has gone up to 8.3%, which would put Ireland at the highest level of uninsured driving in the EU if other countries maintained or reduced the level of uninsured drivers over the same period. Uh, if you have a view on that, get in touch with the program. Just to give you an idea of other countries, in the UK, the level of uninsured vehicles, 2.5%, France, 2%, Croatia, 1.4%, Romania, 1.2%, Iceland and Sweden, 0.7%, Poland 0.3% and Germany and Finland had effectively no insured vehicles. So what in God's name God's name is going on here? Is it the very fact that we have this safety net that there is a fund that we all contribute to in insurance premiums we pay for the uninsured driver's bad behavior. The fact that they don't bother getting insurance or they figure yeah so whatever I don't need to, there's no real deterrent there no skin off my nose why would I bother going to the hassle and expense of paying for insurance every month or once a year for my car. Is that what's going on? Is Ireland a soft touch when it comes to this situation? Give us your review on that on 0667123666. You can text or WhatsApp us on 083 300 We want to hear from you on the programme. With me on the line to talk about this in more detail is Cian Griffin, who's from Killorglan. He is behind Ireland on the ground campaigning for young drivers and has been campaigned against high rates of insurance for the last number of years. Cian, good morning to you. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Thanks for joining me this morning. I'm not too bad. Do, do, what do you make of the figure? Seems pretty high, or are you are you not that surprised? What's your view? Um, I'm surprised at the rate of it. Yeah, all right. I mean, I knew it was a, a high rate of uninsured drivers in, in Ireland. I didn't realise it was going to be that high. I think it's, it's what, 10 years since I picked up the campaign when I was um, in Dublin in front of the Enrocks Committee myself, and uh, the discussions at the time was that the rate of uninsured drivers would increase drastically unless something was done at the time. I was, what, 21 at the time? I'm 31 now and it uh, looks like we were we were proven right in what we said. Yeah, and, and that looks like it is what is playing out here. It, is part of this, or is it possible to quantify part of this, the cost of insurance, the cost of car insurance? I, I think so. That's a, I think it's, it's kind of a, a two-headed beast, really. Uh, you have the cost of it, which is... Um, 
thankfully or, or unfortunately I suppose depending on how you look at it I'm not considered a young driver anymore so um, I don't have a direct it's not all that different to what it was for me 10 years ago um, so uh, I think it's still quite high um, and yeah you hit the nail on the head there um, a moment ago that the, it's very much a soft touch the policing of uninsured drivers has been lacklustre to say the least the punishment is next to nothing I mean if you're taking an uninsured driver off the road I mean effectively they shouldn't have been on the road anyway so you're already telling them don't do what you have been doing and letting them off because um, if, if they'll drive uninsured then what's a, a court telling them don't drive going to do they're just going to go out and do the same thing so the, the policing of it has been lackluster the punishment for uninsured driving is basically non-existent and then you have the, the cost of the actual insurance to compound the entire thing again so um, it's a perfect storm I suppose of situations that would cause this, these kind of figures what would the answer be? Is it, as one of our listeners suggested this morning, to take the cars off uninsured drivers? Once you're found uninsured, your car is gone. The, t- the state takes it and sells it off to somebody else. Yeah, that's that's one idea. Um, I, I proposed a, a thing called no-fault insurance a number of years back, um, whereby everyone has a, a basic level of insurance from the state um, that they could then top up through private insurance companies if they like that would be a a much more radical solution but yeah I think more severe punishment in the short term is is an obvious way to go like yes taking the car off them now people will argue how's someone supposed to get to work etc and all that but I mean, if they're driving uninsured, they're they're the ones that are driving the cost up for the rest of us who are paying insurance. Yeah, that's what's um, particularly galling about this is that the rest of us are paying and we're having to pay into a fund that then bails the situation out that they get themselves into when they're not insured and the money comes from that fund that we pay into. Yeah, exactly. So there's, like I said, there's there's effectively no punishment for them. If, like that, they're allowed to keep their car, then they're just going to go right off they'll, they'll probably drive home from the courthouse yeah you know um, so it's it's a bit ridiculous the, the lack of foresight I suppose in, in, in all of this yeah it's not a victimless crime every year the MIBI pays out in the region of 70 million euro in compensation to victims of accidents caused by uninsured drivers the average cost of each claim paid to the victim of an uninsured driver came to 78,736 euro that, that's big figures Cian it's crazy figures, and I think uh, I think the fact is that it's not it's not immediate immediately evident to most people that that we are the victims of of this kind of crime. They they don't see it. The average Joe Soap, I suppose, doesn't see it as a major issue. That I go, what are yeah. Yeah. They, they get off with calls no one got hurt I suppose but they don't realise until might be a few years down the line when they see their insurance premium has gone up massively and it's at that point they might start to think ah okay maybe whoever that was that I saw that was caught for uninsured driving maybe it's the, the likes of them that are driving it up so it's it's the length of time it takes to actually hit our pockets and by that, that stage I suppose people have kind of become numb to it um, but it's the, the kind of for people to realise that it does hit them hard um, or even those people who are unsure that then try to go legit I suppose down the line they're wondering why is my premium so high I may as well continue doing what I was doing yeah. well what you have been doing all along is the reason that your premium, your premium is, is so high, high in so the first place stuck in that loop I suppose yeah, yeah that's exactly another issue that, yeah. is that another issue that needs to be if someone is going on a straight and narrow saying look I'm going to get insured now that they don't get hit with a high premium to start that that would be it yeah um, like I said that radical solution 
all those years ago about the, the no fault insurance that would get people going at a basic level you know that that would in theory and i don't know how it would work in practice but in theory it would do the trick to to get people on the road insured and then you're not building up that that backlog of uninsured drivers to to begin with um, my only concern is it might be too far down the road for that at, at this point um, yeah. because everything has kind of been there shambles right from the get-go for for how many years now so you're kind of working through a backlog of issues that you're trying to get cleared before you can even get out the other side to look at how do you address insurance issues in the future you're still trying to address historical insurance issues and there's been no 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 significant efforts that i can see in the last uh, in the last 10 years since i've been campaigning to try and get this done Look, on that science of it though, is there not some positives and have not some good work been done by the government or the last two governments on this? Looking at the figures and, and I know there was some reporting and, and some complaints from the Alliance for Insurance Reform that recently there, there, there are a sign of some motor premiums again being on the rise. However, the Book of Quantum has been changed. The average injury award has reduced by 40% after new guidelines were brought in, new judicial guidelines, which led to lower levels of damage for insurance claims from from last April. There's been a 27% reduction in the level of premiums being charged to motorists in the last five years, from 2017 to the last quarter last year. Uh, or sorry, quarter four of 2022. So that, that some good work has been done here and that people are paying less overall over the last number of years for their insurance premiums. Absolutely, you can see, you can see there's definitely been some good work being done. Um, it's it does seem to come in, in drips and drabs. We'll get uh, you know a bit of good news this year, and then next year you'll be hit with something like these figures that'll kind of take you back a step again. So it's, uh, I suppose you, you kind of describe it as two steps forward, one step back the way it's it's going at the moment. But yeah, look, there is some good work being done. There's been a lot of pressure applied to consecutive governments by the likes of the Alliance for Insurance Reform and other um, private equity groups. There's a lot that are really really pushing for this kind of change um look i'm I'm still optimistic that we'll get there it's uh, it's evidently a much slower process than i had ever thought it would be yeah. um but the the we're going the right direction albeit slowly in my opinion but um i'm i'm hopeful that eventually that maybe when my own children are driving they might see a much more uh, reasonable insurance experience Yes, exactly. Yeah. That. Okay. All right, Keen. Listen, look. Thanks a million for giving us your views on that this morning. That's Keen Griffin talking about that high level of insurance.